Welcome to the Inspired Women Podcast. I am your host, women's empowerment coach and motivational speaker, Megan Hall. And on this podcast, I'm going to connect you with inspirational women who will share their real stories. And we're going to chat about topics relevant to women today. I'd love to continue to support you on your life's journey. Please join us in the Inspired Women community on Facebook. Thank you for tuning in today and enjoy the show. Hey guys, today I'm here with Christina. Christina is the creator of Soul Care Journals. She is the, originally from San Diego, California. My husband was born in San Diego, side note. He said it's beautiful there, but uh, I start custody with children's fathers. So I'm like, do not take me to San Diego. That's the long way for my children to fly. Um, <laughs> where she met her husband, Jose. She is a mom of three and military spouse. When her husband joined the military for Christina, that meant giving up her job and moving wherever they sent him. I feel that on a very real level. I'm getting ready to do that myself. <laughs> this left her feeling like she had lost some of her identity. Of course, this can be seen as something totally negative, but she decided that it meant she was now open to new possibilities. She then went on a journey of self-discovery that led her to find the importance of soul care. So when you, before you discovered soul care, how were you with self-development? Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. So before, like you just said, my husband joined the military. I, you know, I worked a full-time job. Um, you know, I had the kids. For, so a year before we PCS to our very first station, which was Colorado, I was a single mom pretty much because he was there first before we got there. So I worked full time. I had to take care of the kids, take them to school. Um, and kind of just, I would, didn't really have time to kind of focus on me. I didn't have time, barely to even focus on my kids because I had to work seven hours a day and I worked weekends. So I missed out so much on the kids, you know, school activities, their parent-teacher conferences. And so I didn't even... And even at that time, I didn't even know what self-care and what self-love was or, or that even personal growth or personal development was even a thing or even something that a person can do to grow. Yeah. Yeah, it's hard. Um, <laughs> right now, I'm right where you were talking about where <laughs> my husband's already moved and I'm all by myself and self-care is the thing that's been getting me through. Um, but I can't imagine how difficult it was not having a self-care routine. And yeah. like feeling like you're losing your mind a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. So did that, I got to, this is just a, a, my personal question. Do you feel like you were a, a, a good mom at that time? Cause I feel like I'm failing right now. Like pretty real. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, I felt like I was a good mom because I was providing for my children. Mm -hmm. um, they were always fed. They were always clothed. And of course, to, when I, now that I look back, I had a different view of what that meant. Mm -hmm. You know, I did, they were taken care of on the financial side, but they weren't taken care of where they needed more of me. Mm -hmm. They needed more of mom time. Yeah. That's, I find myself just like yelling all the time. I'm like, I'm like, it's just awful right now. It's a hot mess. Yeah, I know. Yeah. That yeah. Was <laughs> totally taken care of on the financial aspect. They're fed and clothed and have all of their needs met. But I'm like, man, this is overwhelming. Uh, so do you feel like once you started a self-care practice that made you a better mom? Yes. It made me a better mom and a better spouse, I think. Yeah. In what yeah. ways has it helped you be a better mom and a better spouse? 
um, focusing on my personal growth and development and taking time to really kind of rebuild my relationship with myself because in reality, I, I, I didn't know it at the time, but I didn't really love me. You know, I had so many things that happened to me in the past that I didn't realize were affecting who I was, who I am as a person at that period of time. And, you know, it's very, it was very hard for me to kind of give myself 100% to my kids because it was hard for me to be empathetic. It was hard for me to show emotions to my kids. And all three of my kids, thankfully, they take after their, their dad, who's very <laughs> compassionate and is very open to expressing his feelings. And they would just come to me and love on me. And it was kind of overwhelming. Mm-hmm. And, and when I first found that, like figured that out for myself, like it killed me, like it hurt to know that my kid's affection towards me can overwhelm me that way. Mm-hmm. So starting to focus on me and, and really learning to love myself kind of helped me to show that not only inwardly, but outwardly to them too. And also kind of just the way I talk to them and the way, you know, I yelled a lot too. Mm-hmm. And being able to just sit there and talk to them about it, I saw a huge difference in the relationship between me and my kids and how it grew. Yeah. Self-care, it helped me be a better mom until this point. Right now, I'm like, I'm failing at life right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just overwhelmed. I am, for anybody listening, my husband is living uh, in Connecticut and I'm living in Virginia with four children trying wow. to be full time and everybody's everybody but one person has therapy appointments here so we're all in therapy and we have all this and it's just overwhelming so right now because um of the overwhelm no matter how much self-care i I fit in it's just not doing it so i still have to figure out how to be able to do all of the things because i have to but i understand exactly what you're talking about because i only started on my self-care journey uh, maybe like four years ago and before that, like I didn't have all this going on and I was overwhelmed and, and, and I'm yelling all the time, right? Like I told my husband, there's no way I could do this, what I'm doing right now, four years ago. I would have just been out of control. So what sort of things did you start off with to help with self-care? So when I first started doing my self-care, um, I, when we moved to Colorado, I, I didn't work. I stopped working. Um, I was able to just kind of stay home with the kids and kind of just, you know, be a stay-at-home mom, which is what something that I always wanted to do. Um, and I loved it, and I loved my baby. But after a while, it was kind of like, okay, this isn't what I want to do. This isn't what I want. And so that's that. That's how it kind of started. Um, I kind of started focusing on what I wanted to do, mm-hmm. um, kind of taking time for me to kind of just focus on who I really am, like, who am I? Like, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't know who I was, um, you know, moving me to a different place without having my family and my friends there. It was kind of like, I based my whole identity of who I was on their perceptions of me. Mm-hmm. You know, that they're not around me was kind of like, okay, well, who am I? <laughs> what do I want to do with my life? You know, what do I want to do when I grow up? <laughs> and, uh, that's how that kind of just started of just, looking, I just started looking. Um, and I am a big believer that if you look, 
if you're searching for it, it'll find you. You'll find the right people. You'll find the right tools. You'll find the right videos um, to kind of put you on that path of um, finding you and, and finding the, so, the self-care that works for you. For me, it was journaling. Mm -hmm. That was just a huge game changer for me. Yeah, I love journaling as well. Like it, but it can be different for everybody, right? I've done so many different kinds of journaling. I've done gold journaling. I've done just like putting my thoughts down on paper, what I'm thankful for, all sorts of kind of things. And yeah. it, it's really whatever mood I'm in at that time. Yeah. So yeah. what kind of journaling is helping you right now? So the journaling that, I, that really helped me to take that big leap into, into kind of growing because I think it helped me. I saw massive growth when I started journaling and kind of just right, journaling about things in my past that have kind of built up a lot of resentment and a lot of anger towards people around me, my family, my close family. Um, you know, when I first started, it wasn't always journaling about that stuff. It was because mm -hmm. I didn't really know how to journal, but when you really start to journal and really look under the layers and do it on a deeper level, you kind of stir up all that stuff that's inside yeah. you subconsciously. And you're like, Oh my gosh, I didn't even know I felt that way still about this person. I didn't know I still had all this resentment for this person because of what they did like 15 years ago. Mm -hmm. So that is what it kind of started me on this path of like, wow, like I had so much in my past that was really affecting me now that I didn't even know. Yeah, that's uh, therapy has helped me discover that as well, where I'm just like, wh where I had no idea. And yeah. I, after a couple of like, recently, I said to my therapist, I'm like, how did I not become a heroin addict at some point in time? Like, like, <laughs> I, I, it's, it's kind of like baffling when I look back. And now that I can, because once you see it, you can't unsee it. Yeah. It's like, what the hell? Like, how am I here right now? Like, yeah, functioning as a human being. <laughs> right? Yeah. It, I mean, we all have our own personal experiences, those, you know, really bad traumatic experience from our past that, you know, for myself, I tend to just kind of brush under the rug, you know, mm -hmm. don't deal with it either because we just didn't know how at the time we didn't have the support that we needed to deal with those, or we didn't have the resources like we do now, you know, we have internet and all kinds of other resources where we can look for help. And, you know, I just swept everything on, under the rug and uncovering all that. It was just this huge dragon hiding under there. And I was like, holy moly. <laughs> so how long have you been on your self-care journey? About a year and a half. Wow. That's a lot of progress in a year and a half. Yes. Yes. I will say this though. I did hit those, those, um, those moments in my past where I did, I try to focus on it myself and try to kind of overcome it myself, but I did need to seek therapy. Mm -hmm. That is something that I'm also doing as well now and with the journaling too, because there's just some things I can't, I need help with right. To, right. to move past it. No, exactly. And actually sometimes my therapist tells me I have to go home and journal. Uh, she's like, go home and journal or write this note to yourself. I've had to write a, a letter to my old, like younger self, like so many times about different things. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, I'm so sorry you went through this. Like, that's awful. You should never experience that. And yeah. it's, it is, there's so many variations of journaling and it's so therapeutic. 
and yes. it can, can help so much. But like you said, sometimes you come across these roadblocks that you're like, I can't do this on my own and I need extra help. And yeah. then, so I always tell people that, you know, working with somebody, whether a therapist, cause you need that sort of help or a coach because you need that sort of help will help you heal and grow faster than you can do on your own. Yeah. Because where you said like in a year and a half, you've made all this progress, maybe without therapy, it could have taken you like three years to yes. do all that progress. Mm -hmm. So what inspired you to, to create this journal? Uh, well, I, when I first started journaling, um, I was, I went to go buy my own journal and um, it was just a um, lined paper. Mm -hmm. And you know, the way my mind works, is I have to have some type of order in the way I do things yeah. sometimes, like journaling, you know, I can't just journal and, and, you know, I was focusing on affirmations too, and on being on my gratitude and like, I would write it down affirmations first, my journals, and then my gratitude on the bottom. And then, but it just seemed messy in my journals because it wasn't, you know, organized and it was just, yeah, chaos. <laughs> to me, it looked like chaos. So I was like, huh, okay, well, let me see how to go about maybe creating a journal the way it's going that I want it, how I want it to look, how it's going to be laid out the way that I want it to be laid out. And sure enough, three and a half months later, I think it was, no, four months later, I had my journal. I created the way I wanted it, how I wanted to write down, write what I wanted to write down first, and then the journaling in the middle, and then the gratitude on the bottom. That's beautiful. Cause I do the same thing. <laughs> so like I have like the line journals and I will write down depending on what mood I'm in and what kind of journaling I'm into at the time, like the different things like right yeah. now, um, mine starts with, Oh crap. I am. And then I put, I'm thankful for this yeah. feeling this. Uh, these are my goals. Like, it, but it starts with like an, I am statement Yeah. or I am one of mine is I am, uh, successful or I'm happy and grateful now that I'm a successful podcaster and I write that because um, yeah. it's my like affirmation because podcasting is the one thing that I've been able to hold on to despite like full-time school and everything like and there's been so many shifts and changes but yeah I, I, I love that you said that because I do the same exact thing <laughs> <laughs> and it does look super messy <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes I, I like write it down and then I forget and then I go mess up the order and I'm like, dang it. Now that's not how it's yeah. supposed to go. <laughs> I'm glad I'm not the only one. Cause I, 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 people talk about type A personality and I'm not as like, I'm type A, but not like type A, like aggressive type A. Yeah. I'm more of like laid back, but still type A, like a perfectionist kind of person. That's, that's yeah. my personality for sure. So <laughs> Self-care, has that led you to discover more about loving yourself as well? Yes, definitely. Um, the, the first thing that I did when I started my, my self-care um, was, so it, I ran across this, this prompt, right? And what they wanted you to do was to look at yourself in the mirror for five minutes and journal what you see. That was the hardest five minutes of my life. Yeah. You know, you, you don't realize when you look at on a daily basis, when we look at ourselves in the mirror, it's just check to see if our makeup's good. Make sure we don't have anything in our teeth, you know, make sure we're dressed good. We don't really look at ourselves mm -hmm. in that mirror. 
And um, I did get emotional because I can feel that disconnection with myself. I didn't have that. I didn't love myself. Like I didn't love me. So now doing this whole year and a half of figuring out myself and loving myself more and doing the work towards that, I did it again. And I did it again last week, about a week and a half ago. And it was such a huge difference in that. Uh, of course, I'm not exactly where I want to be right now because I, I feel like it's always a, a learning process. Mm -hmm. You know, we're constantly growing. We're const our, our needs and wants change every single day. But the fact that I can look at myself in the mirror and smile and say, I know I'm not perfect, but I love me for who I am. And I'm going to be okay. Yes. I'm going to be okay. That's what I tell, I, that's what I tell myself every time I look in the mirror. <laughs> <laughs> because it's so hard, right? I tell people we're our own worst critics because we know all of our deepest, darkest secrets. Yes. Like nobody else in the world knows all those things, but we yeah. know all of those things. So we, we as humans are naturally judgmental anyways. We have to work on not being judgmental. Yes. We're so judgmental to ourselves because we know all the things. And when people are like, but you're a wonderful person and, and you're thinking in your head, but you don't know all this, that, and the other thing that I've done in my life. Yeah. That, that to me is awful things mm -hmm. and it's harder to forgive ourselves sometimes than it is to forgive other people. Yes, it is. I was having coffee with a friend one time and, um, you know, um, we have the bus stops where, you know, all the kids wait for the bus, all the moms are there and stuff. And, um, she was telling me how sometimes she feels uncomfortable with the other moms. She feels like they're dismissive to her and, you know, they don't value her opinion and stuff. And I tell her, I go, you know what? it's okay. You know, they have whatever they're going through, they're going through it. You're fine. You know, that's not you. You, your, your opinions do have value to them. Um, and, and so she was saying how she gets anxious and nervous going there. And I, and I told her, I completely understand. That's how I feel. In the beginning, you would find me in a corner in the back by myself waiting with my kids for the bus to get there. And she, and I told her, you know, I feel nervous. I don't like making myself big in front of people. Mm -hmm. Right. So I tend to kind of just stay small and stay in the corner. And she was like, Oh my gosh, why? She was like, you're so pretty. Why are you going to hide in the corner by yourself and be nervous and worry about what other people think? And I, and I looked at, and I smiled and I looked at her and I said, thank you for that compliment. I will take it. I said, but don't ever think that just because I look well put together that what's going on in here is that reflect is reflective of, on the outside because right. you have no idea the battles that are going in my mind every single day yes I, the, yes because I, I get that a lot from people anytime i tell people i'm an introvert and they're like but you do a podcast and you do facebook lives and you're a speaker and i'm like it takes a lot of energy for me to get on these every time like and yeah. be like i'm putting my stuff all out there you know, in the Facebook lives or in the podcast or on stage, because I am an introvert. It takes a lot of effort, but people just look at like the outward appearance and they don't actually see what's going on inside your head. Yeah. And that's why, I, you know, I'm side tangent, but I'm a huge mental health advocate and I'm going into the mental health field, you know, like seven years from now. Uh, but it's, <laughs> 
that's also along the, we don't know, you know, somebody can look fine on the outside, but inside, you know, they're depressed or anxious or have bipolar disorder or borderline personality disorder or all these different things that you don't see on the outside because we don't display those things, you know, out there for everybody to see. Yeah. I think part of the self-love is learning to accept those imperfect parts of ourselves and say, this is me. Like this is who I am and some things we can change and work on and other things they just are. Yeah. They just are. So how have you been able to come from like the girl in the back hiding to now putting yourself out there? I mean, you're not just putting yourself out there, but you're putting a journal or work, something that you put effort into out there in the world too. Yeah. So it's, it's kind of like, so from what I, what I said before, you know, I had built up these walls, mm-hmm. right? I, I had built up these walls where I was just so worried about what other people thought of me. So worried about what, um, you know, rejection and failure. And my husband kind of brought it to my attention. He was like, you kind of just built your own jail cell. Like mm. not only are you keeping out the bad stuff, but you're not letting the good stuff in. Mm. I was like, oh, <laughs> I never thought of it that way. So then it, it's kind of like, I'm just putting myself out there every day. I wake up and I decide, you know what? I'm just going to be me. And and just be the person who I want to be. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't want to hide any part of myself. I just want to be happy. I just want to live my life because I was always so scared all the time that I wasn't able to be happy. Mm-hmm. Um, but so doing this journal, it was, it was throughout creating it, it was just so happy for me. That, that was me being in my zone of just this is what I love to do. I love doing stuff like that you know, creating the journal, the layout and, and how I wanted it to look and putting it out there was kind of like that. That's a piece of me that I'm putting out there that I'm being mm-hmm. vulnerable and, and um, letting everyone see a little bit of who I am through that. And through me, um, every morning when I wake up, when we, before we leave the house, I make that choice. I make that con my, that conscious choice of today's going to be a good day. I'm going to be positive all day. And nothing else is going to ruin that for me because I am in control of how I feel. Yeah. Yeah. I spent so many years wearing masks and pretending to be something I wasn't because I was so scared people wouldn't love and accept who I was. And it was some of the loneliest times of my life is those times of hiding away and not letting people see who I was. And it wasn't until... I kept attracting the wrong people into my life. And it wasn't until I decided to just be me and just put it out there. And who gives a crap if people judge me? It still hurts that people judge me. Um, I have haters, apparently. That's great. I'm like, I must be doing something right if I have people who hate me out there in the world. (laughs) Um, But once I finally, like you said, just let myself be me, then it's, I attracted people who love me for me, who like truly enjoy being around me. And that makes up for anything else. Like it's this happiness and this connection that I never felt before because I felt like I I couldn't be me. Like people wouldn't love me flaws and all, but some of my closest friends know the darkest parts of like my past and they still love me despite that. And that's because I allowed myself to be open and, and allow the right people in. And like you said, before with the mask and you know 
all of that. I put myself in a jail cell. Nothing could get in or out. Like I couldn't, I couldn't form real connections with humans. I, you know, um, even the first couple years of my marriage with my husband, I couldn't form a real connection with him because I wouldn't even let him in and see these yeah. parts of me. But now it's, it's, it's so much more free. It feels so good. It is. Have you found that you've also found your tribe now that you are allowing yourself to be who you are? Yes, I, I am. Actually, you know, I've been more, um, more, I've been connecting more with the military spouse community. Um, you know, they always have events for military spouses and I'm actually pushing myself, you know, pushing myself out yeah. of my own comfort zone to kind of just go out there and connect with other spouses. And it's so, it's so amazing because I'm not the only one mm -hmm. who feels that way, who felt that way. There are so many out there. So it's kind of nice to kind of reach out to them and kind of just have those conversations with them. Yeah. I mean, and I find that the people that I discover struggle the most in my life are the military spouses because we, nothing is permanent and it's all changing. And yeah. uh, when I was expressing on Instagram, how overwhelmed I am about what's going on right now with selling my house and solo parenting the kids and, you know, doing all the things. And, and there's so many unknowns and so many people I have to wait on. I had so many people that were like, I've been there too, hang in there, or this might help you, you know, not trying to like, this might help you buy my wrap or something like that. But like, this might help you. Like I was on anxiety medication for a little while to get through a tough spot. Maybe that's something you want to look into or, or yeah. something like that, which I felt validated for my feelings instead of judged. Yeah. And I think we need more of that in, in, in this community, because like you said, you know, everyone has their, you know, I, I say the basic issues that we deal with. Um, and then when you get meet those who are in the military, not only do they have those basic issues, but then they add on deployments, they add on the PCS, the trainings, you know, there's so, uh, so many other things that are going on that, especially for a military spouse, you give up so much of yourself. Mm -hmm. you, know, you have some people give up their career, some have to give up school for a while, um, that you kind of just lose a bit um, of who you are. And a lot of them have that um, um, care, caregiver fatigue. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think that's where I'm at right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's having to take care of all the people and the things and all the things. And not to discount what our spouses do in the military, because I know not everybody that listens is a military spouse. Our significant others, they, they do amazing things they give up a lot themselves and they're separated from their families they have tough jobs you know some of them are consistently in danger when they're deployed they have a lot going on i was talking to my spouse last night and i'm like wait wait you're you you're responsible for all the electricity on that submarine and he was like yeah i'm a nuclear electrician but i'm not just you know responsible for nuclear electricity i'm responsible for all the electricity on the boat i'm like that's a lot like that's a yeah. lot for, for like a division to have to do. And he was like, yeah, it's exhausting. And I was like, I've never given you credit for how much you have to do in your job yeah. every day until I talked to him about it. And I think sometimes we're just on the spouse side, we're just like, but I have to give up so much. But then our spouses also have to give up a lot. So yeah. having that empathy and compassion is really important. Yeah, that's the one thing I, is through my personal growth is 
acknowledging everything that he does for us. Mm -hmm. He works so hard for us on a daily basis. You know, like you just said, sometimes they have to deploy for nine months and he's not here. He's missing out on a lot of the kids um, growth and their experiences um, that it's hard for them too. Mm -hmm. It is. And I think a a lot of times we, in our pain, we overlook the the pain of other people around us and what they might be going through as well. And I know I found through my, my personal journey to have more empathy and compassion for my spouse than to be like, look what, look what we're going through. Like right now it's, it's hard for both of us. He's away from the kids. You know, he doesn't get to see our kids and it's overwhelming for me because I'm having to take care of the kids all on my own. Um, so it's a different pain, but it's still hard for both of us. Yeah. And so you found also on your journey that doing this self care has helped you be more empathetic towards your spouse as well. Yes. 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 He, he, he noticed a huge growth in me too. And, you know, I was the type of person where he had to walk on eggshells around me because mm-hmm. it felt like anything he said, I would just blow up, mm-hmm. you know, and, and I didn't realize, I just didn't realize it, you know, because I was always in that mentality of, well, that's just how I am. It's just me. It's like, no, I don't have to be that way. Mm-hmm. I can choose to be another way. I can choose to react differently. And that's what I did. I chose to, you know, stop and not react immediately off of my emotions, but to really stop myself and think about what it is that I want to say and how I'm going to say it to him so that when we do have discussions, it just doesn't blow up into this big thing, but we're able to really come together as a team and resolve whatever it is that we're trying um, to solve. Yeah. So important. Have you also seen that your personal self-care journey and transformations have helped your husband transform as well? Oh yeah, definitely. I think when I first started, he's, he's always, we always like the same things, him and I. So when I first started, you know, I would listen to my motivational videos on YouTube and he would be there listening to me and listening to them with me. And um, shortly after a while, I would find him listening to them on his own. And then he would start listening to podcasts. He would recommend podcasts to me. So then we would just um, come home at the end of the day and he would talk about something he heard on a podcast and we would just have conversations like that, um, you know, stuff like that. And so it, it's definitely helped grow us as individuals and helped us to grow together as a, as a couple. Yeah. I saw that. I asked because I saw the same thing with my you know, journey. And it's, I mean, it's a never ending journey. Like you said earlier, there's something new that you got to work on. But I found when I started my own personal growth that my spouse, like it's kind of like contagious and he yeah. just couldn't stop. And so then he started, he doesn't like podcasts, but he likes audiobooks, So he'll listen to an audiobook and then he'll be like, you should go pick up. The, I'm a, I'm a physical book kind of person. He'll be like, you yeah. should go pick up this book. You might really like it. Or if I read a really good book, I can tell him and he'll find it on audio and listen to it. And so I've seen him transform as well. Like when we first got married, he was a very, very, very introverted person. I'm introverted, but I kind of have extroverted tendencies. He was, yeah. he was like super introverted <laughs> and um, very self-conscious. And he's grown into this very confident human being who is able to socialize and do all these things, but also is aware of his emotions, what he's going through and, you know, works on himself constantly too, and is open to conversations about what might be going on. Where yeah. before we, 
we didn't really have those conversations. Like you said, if, if we got an argument, he never really argued. He just kind of shut down where I just like get like, what the hell? Why are we talking? You know, and now we're able to converse and, and see each other's point of views. And it's really helped our marriage grow like leaps and bounds. Nice. So, I mean, you're, you're, you're only like a year and a half in, but I'm sure you will see, you've already seen growth and I'm sure you will see tons of growth as well. And that's why I was sharing that is that you guys are going to see that together. You'll become an even stronger couple and be able to work on things together yeah. as a team versus a separate units because you're doing this growth together. Yeah. So have you seen any changes in your kids from your personal development journey? Yes. I, I've seen it in my daughter the most. Um, now the boys, like I said, they're, they're like their dad. They're very open, you know, they're sensitive. They're very caring and loving. And my daughter is very, she's the opposite. She's yeah. me. <laughs> Sometimes in the way she acts, I look at my husband, I'm like, I'm sorry. <laughs> me. But doesn't mean that's just how she is. But I've noticed in the way that I, um, you know, when she gets upset, she would just storm off. She would just um, totally just ignore you and just start crying. She wouldn't want to talk to you. And little by little, I noticed when she would get in trouble um, with her dad, for example, she would come and she would be mean to me. And I would mm -hmm. look at her calmly and I would say, I didn't do anything to you why are you being mean to me? That's not fair to me. Mm -hmm. And then she would just walk away crying and then she would come back and apologize to me. I was like, what in the world? Where's my daughter? <laughs> <laughs> but I, I've, I've noticed, I'm noticing a change in her. In, when I started changing how I reacted with her, mm -hmm. I can see her changing and respond to that. Yeah, I mean... I feel like we are, we are, should be showing our kids how to be human, right? And if we're not showing them something, how are they going to learn? Like you said, your sons are like your husband, but if your husband didn't show them that, they wouldn't be like that. I mean, even if that was their personality, but if he, like he was not showing emotion, he was not caring, he was not open, then they would think that it's not okay for them to be like that. Yeah. And, so it's really important for parents listening is we have to try and it's hard to be the best human possible. Like sometimes we fail miserably at it. We have to try to be the best version of ourselves we can be so that we can show our kids this is, this is how people are supposed to act, right? So I'm sure she's seen you apologize for things you've done wrong. And so now she's seeing, oh, that's what I'm supposed to do. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I love that. And then, you know, I don't know how old she is, but I have a teenager right now. So that's a whole nother, oh they, they become like a three headed monster when they're like, <laughs> <laughs> but, but if you set them up for success, you know, my daughter, sometimes it's a roller coaster ride because she's a teenager, but sometimes she'll come down and she'll be open to having a conversation with me because I set that up a long time ago for her yeah. that it's okay for her to talk to me about things that are hard. Um, being a teenager, like things she wants to know about, whether it's like having the sex talk when I mean, we've already had the sex talk, but like asking questions about things like that, because yeah. I set it up for it to be a comfortable place for her to have those conversations with me versus her hiding it away and not talking. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I agree. That's the one thing me and my husband agree on is we want our kids to come and talk to us. Mm-hmm. We want them to know that no matter what's going on, they, we want them to come to us first mm-hmm. instead of seeking it outside, you know, through their peers or through other adults who might not want to see them, um, that might want to do more harm than good to them. Yeah. Um, so that we make that known to them constantly that you need to come and talk to us. You can, we're here. Yeah, I love that. So as we wrap up the podcast today, what are what is something that you'd like to leave the audience with? We've talked a lot about your personal growth journey and how that's helped your family and how that's helped you and what sort of things have helped you. So just to help us wrap it all up, what would you like to leave them with? Just know that whatever it is that you are going through right now, you are not the only one. Either someone is about to go through it has already been through it or is in it right now. Don't be scared to ask for help. It's okay to ask for help. Yeah. I mean, and that's the the whole point of this podcast, right? Is so you can see that you're not alone in the things that you're going through. And you're like, oh, me too. I've been through that. Yeah. Or have empathy for people who are going through something you may not understand. Sometimes we listen, like sometimes my guests come on and I've never experienced what they're going through, but it helps me have empathy for those people who have been through it. Yeah. So I love that you said that. That's a great takeaway for people that are listening to know, hey, somebody's been through what you're going through or they're going to go through it. Don't be afraid to reach out and, and ask for help. Like I saw a video right before we got on this of somebody talking about mom shaming and being judged. She's like, I'm trying, but I don't like motherhood and it's overwhelming. I'm like, I, me too, girl. Me too. (laughs) (laughs) But so often we feel like we're the only ones, right? We're the only ones feeling we're failing at something or that we don't like certain things in our lives and we're really not. We've all been through, through it, but like you've shared journaling and self-care and working on you and and working on personal development every single day has helped you become a better person so you can be a better mom and better wife and just better friends and better human being overall yeah well christina thank you so much for coming on the podcast today thanks for having me Thank you for being a part of the Inspired Women audience. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a rating review. And don't forget to share this out with somebody who could use some inspiration today. Tag us at Inspired Women Podcast, both on Facebook and Instagram. Have a great day.